what year is this movie set in? Eighties. Because I, I mean, I figured since Reagan was president, but I thought like because it was made in the nineties, wasn't it? It was made in ninety nine, released in two thousand. Oh, okay. I'm assuming if the turnaround on movies is what I think <laughs> it is. Because um, like I, I've always thought it was set in the nineties. Yeah. Eighty seven. It looks like it was in eighty seven too. They did a good job on that. This is a perfect movie. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. There's so many good nouns, too, that we can rate it out of. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a movie filled with nouns. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can think of more nouns for this movie than maybe any other movie. <laughs> I can't wait to hear them at the end. You want to you want to list them now? You afraid I you're gonna lose them now? So I don't forget them. Reservations at Dorcia, <laughs> business cards, which I think we should do. Yeah, business cards. Reservations um, at Dorcia is good though. Huey Lewis albums, <laughs> but you can't give it a four because that's just too on the nose. It's, it's rude. Okay, I don't want any more than this one. Um, bloody raincoats. Bloody raincoats. Axes. It's a big one. Um, chainsaws. Chainsaws, another good one. How many crunches he can do? <laughs> How many steps in his um, morning routine? Hmm. More nouns. I feel like there's a good one that we're missing here, and I can't think. Videotapes. Videotapes. Yes, That's thanks, it. Jesus Christ! It was like on the tip of my tongue. Videotapes. That was good. I wonder if. Well, I, everyone who like listens, you see the episode title, but yeah, they know it's on scanning. All these words are coming up with. If you've seen it, you should know. Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Uh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is why to drink. Improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is, too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror. This is a podcast about horror movies and drinking if you want to. Um, And my name is Harish. I'm Sam. And I have one, two, three, four, five. (laughs) 15 new pictures of Christian Bale on my phone on wow. Molly. <laughs> wow. And they're not what you would think after knowing what we watched. I think they're exactly what you would think. Well, no, you'd think that you would have gotten photos from the film. Yeah. Yeah, but we're looking at it from a lens of what I would save onto my phone. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> i got to delete some pictures of Christian Bale off my phone. Yeah, welcome to yeah. Tissy Uh And today's episode is about uh american psycho whoa crazy crazy. have you seen that no this is the bit rg and i can't stop doing and it's rg's fault that i can't stop doing it but it's blah blah i crazy now (laughs) 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 i'll show you the meme that it's from it's so silly i can hear it in rg's voice you should (laughs) um we were watching American Psycho uh, because we talked about it last week. I don't know if it was on the podcast or it was like just during the day. I feel we like recording. we, but I don't know. 
We did. We because we were talking no, about no. Batman. We definitely talked about it, but I don't know I, when. I think it was like right before. Um, I don't think it was on the podcast. We do talk about this movie a lot. We do, yeah. yeah. But we had because hadn't... it was Christian Bale. We were talking about Batman. Oh yeah, because Batman Bale and um, what's his name, Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto. Um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah, but like we today hadn't not picked the film and yeah then. we just decided so this was like kind of a spur of the moment decision a little bit premeditated spur of the moment is that possible mm-hmm. yeah uh, but it was a good choice i think we were all quite satisfied much yes. like many of his murders <laughs> they were premeditated <laughs> spur, of, spur the of the moment oh <laughs> 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 Yeah, so let's start with the letterbox segment, oh. which is boy, oh boy. the segment where Molly Some reads doozies. letterbox reviews to us, and we try to guess oh. how many stars that the person rated them out of. I have far too many. I'm gonna have to cut down. <laughs> Patrick Bateman's horrified reaction when he saw his colleague's business card and said, "It even has a watermark," was the most dramatic moment in cinematic history. Five stars. Five stars. Four stars. Cowards. Coward. OMG, can't believe Patrick Bateman invented morning routines. The the beauty guru jumped out. (laughs) Four stars. Uh, Four. Four stars. Great job, guys. Yes, Patrick Bateman is an awful, terrible person who kills people. But do you know what he doesn't do? Let his friends get away with making anti-Semitic remarks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Three and a half. Four stars. Four stars. Wow. I sense a trend. I love how Willem Dafoe has been the same age for 20 years. <laughs> uh, Three and a half. Uh, four. Four and a half. Damn. As a graphic designer, I too start sweating vigorously at the sight of a copper plate gothic typography on a business card. Four and a half. Four. Four stars. That one was hard to get out. There were too many words in that one. <laughs> Gotta respect a man with a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Four. Uh, Four. Four and a half. No, this is the one I laughed at. I'm too scared to get killed by Patrick Bateman. What if he chokes me and I come? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Five. Oh, God. Four and a half. Four and a half. Oh, no. Let's see Paul Allen's NFT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul Allen has a name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It even has a watermark. <laughs> Four and a half. Four and a half. Four stars. I'm about to cry. <laughs> I saw that review, but it was half a star, too. Like <laughs> The fact that I'm heavily attracted to Christian Bale in this is deeply concerning. <laughs> uh, five. Um, six. Did you say six? She said say four. Four. Um. Uh, weird guy alert. <laughs> yes, um, please. Three and a half. <gasps> Thank you. Four stars. Did you set a timer after putting him in a freezer? I don't oh, know if I said that, but I deleted the screenshot. We're cracking some cold ones. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Pepper. 
I can fix him. <laughs> uh, four and a half. Five. Four stars. I couldn't fix him, but I could fuck him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry. Harish is adjusting mics. Um, four stars. Uh, four and a half. Five stars. Let's see Paul Allen's letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw this one, that one on Twitter. Um, four and a half. I can't remember the rating though. Four and a half. Four and a half. Yes. This one also made me laugh out loud. Man moment. Four stars. That should be the logline for this one. Or tagline. <laughs> Four stars. Five. Oh my god, man moment. <laughs> um. Oh no, we're all gonna. This is my last one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, this is my last one. Oh no, I burp bat. <laughs> <laughs> you burping? What's the Paul Allen's doctor pepper burp? <laughs> oh no, this is gonna be a rough night for me. I think. <laughs> okay, continue. I got one more. Sigma males wish they could understand this movie on the level that a woman with undiagnosed BPD can. <laughs> five stars? <laughs> uh, five stars. Yeah, it's five stars. Great job, everyone. <laughs> God, this movie's phenomenal. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man moment. <laughs> that is literally like... You just can't come up with a better review for this movie. Like, truly. Absolutely it not. It perfectly reviews it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. American Psycho, directed by Mary Heron, based on a book by Brett Easton Ellis. Who's, yeah. Who's Sorry. sucks and is annoying. Um, and, uh, yeah, apparently the book is really bad. Um, uh, and, like like very gr- gruesome like yeah. oh, really? very specific about like the oh, murders and torture I, uh, stuff i read about a third of it because oh. i love this is one of my favorite movies and it was a few years ago i was like i'm gonna read the book you know i read it like one of the trivia parts is a lot of the dialogue is just directly taken from the book like when right. it goes on long monologues specifically and i like that but when that's the entire book <laughs> it's like too detailed and there's only so many times I can hear him talk about, like, his Armani suit, like, in that level of detail. And, like, other stuff, too. Like, all the killing stuff was very, very graphic. Yeah. And the book, he's, like, very overtly racist and yeah. sexist. And, like, not not in the way he is in the movie, if that makes sense. Like, in the movie, it's very clearly satire. But in the book, like, it's just, it feels less so like yeah. that. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's just, it's way too detailed. And I, I was just having a hard time reading it. And I, I, I can kind of get what he was going for. Mm. Like the, and it's cool. It's a cool effect. It just was hard for me and wasn't my thing. Yeah. But like the psychopathy of like all those details with like no remorse or emotion. Like it's a cool idea. Right. And then just like knowing that Bre- uh, Brett Easton Ellis is like a it's, bad guy. It like yeah. really makes it like hard to read. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like, it's definitely the kind of thing that works a lot better as a movie. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, you don't have to be reading his every single thought. Yeah. Right. You just have to hear the cliff notes. And also, like, I feel like whenever you're reading, when you're reading a book, like, because it's, it's in his, it's first person, right? 
Yes. Yeah. So like when you're reading that, you, you've got a bias telling because you have to visualize it through like, I don't know, I'm just guessing through his eyes in mm-hmm. the book. And like here you're watching, you know, your third. Well, you're hearing his narration, but like you're watching it play out with other yeah. people from a different perspective. So like you can play it up in different ways right. through this medium. And also I'll say it like Christian Bale. <laughs> like, it makes it more watchable you yeah. know molly i we talk we've been talking about christian bale and like that that one audio clip from what movie is it that he's the, Castle. yeah I, I understand like i've heard that i get it mm-hmm. um but like i did not know you were in so deep for christian bale <laughs> like i i was i've been kind of shocked to discover this really? and i like i've known you like american psycho and everything but i did not know you were on that level <laughs> christian bale right or not if christian bale had a thousand fans i'd be one if christian bale had a hundred fans i'd be one if christian bale only had one fan that would be me like i just i'm so i don't know i'm not like that surprised but i'm surprised somehow no um I feel like it's gotten exponentially worse. <laughs> you really should watch his Batman movies. That'll make yeah, me a bad person. <laughs> just see, like imagine just seeing his little his little mouth peeking out. It looks so yeah, damn silly. Yeah, it just looks so silly. His it's little great. his little doll lips. <laughs> oh my god, his perfect and the voice. And the voice the is Batman so funny. Voice. He's just so attractive, you know? Um, I mean, he's a handsome man. I think... He's handsome. It's unfortunate. This movie, like, ruined him for me. This... I think this says a lot. I... I could deal with that. Well, no, like, I get that. (laughs) I could fix him. I could fix him. him. I I don't know about all that, but, like, I feel like most of his outward behavior towards the people he's not killing, I probably... It probably wouldn't bother me that much. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm gonna be honest well i don't know no, if it's he was not rude to like a waiter at a restaurant we were at like that's done we're done i don't think it's even that it's just like i think he's very scary in this movie like, yeah, like i in a yeah. hot way. no okay so we're watching barry right now <gasps> yeah that, that is that's scary in a hot way this yeah. one for me is not i don't know there's a difference and i can't explain i think he's just like i think barry wants to be good and this guy doesn't. I do have to clarify. I'm mostly joking. Oh, I know. Like I know. Sad. I know. I'm, well, I'm being I mean, satirical. No, obviously. No, to, people, to people listening. Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, that's not the point of the movie. Because it's also like, it's like thinking Dexter's hot, right? Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. That's not. I think Dexter's hot. I, these are both written down on my list, too. Do you know I don't think. Michael C. Hall thing? Oh, I do, too. <laughs> um, I don't think Patrick Bateman. I don't know. I think that for some reason he is different. Oh, if I saw him in real life, like. Absolutely I'd be terrified because you know him. he's really just like all the people who go to OSU's Fisher College College of <laughs> Business like think they're like this, <laughs> and it's insufferable. Likely had a yeah. poster of him in their dorm room. You know that one, like yeah, that I'd, one image, what? or the Wolf of Wall Street, or the Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> no, but like in seriousness, people like this are insufferable. I can't stand them for yeah. some reason. It, Chris, it's just it's Christian his Bale. Voice, dude. His voice is so sexy. You, you heard that movie and you've never been the same ever since. That might be it. Because I do like his voice a lot, but I just, looking at him scares me. Let's see Christian Bale's House Moving Castle voiceover. You have. I have. Let's see Paul Allen's House Moving Castle voiceover. That'd be pretty twisted. Blah blah. I so. crazy now. <laughs> <laughs> Harish, yes. What? <laughs> no, go. 
Um. <laughs> Dude, me. is this the burpiest Dr. Pepper? What is this? I don't. Is this just a thing? I don't know. Like I, I don't know. The thing is, like, I don't know if all soda does this or just Dr. Pepper because, like, I don't I really don't drink, really soda drink soda other that soda often, that's yeah. not Dr. Pepper. Every now and then, I'll chug a. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> It's just something about it. That's it's ex- it's that extra fizzy. Was like <laughs> from the depths. Well, maybe it's because it, like it's chilled. I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. All soda, like you drink chilled. I do not burp like that for most sodas. There is a little extra. Like when I drink Dr Pepper, I have to like flinch a little bit. <laughs> we gotta cut that burp. I gotta say that could be the career ender. For me. It's just like there's something more zingy about it than other things. You can keep the part where I say I'd fuck a psychopath, but you have to cut the part where I burp. At least just bleep it. (laughs) (laughs) Might be easier. Oh, man. The last time you bleeped something I said, it sounded so much worse. Yeah. It sounded so much worse. I want to hear the burps bleep so it sounds like Molly said something really bad. It's just (laughs) <laughs> let's see paul allen's birth <laughs> okay back to the movie um so to me i think christian bale he's like handsome but also he kind of <laughs> is one this of those is what we were talking <laughs> well this is relevant he's one of those like kind of just generic white guys yeah to me. i guess um but like so well that's never stopped me before that is one of the things that really works in this movie because oh, he's yeah. supposed to be that yeah. it's awesome it's- yeah it's really good. Basically, everyone in this movie is just a generic white rich guy. It's and they're all interchangeable. And the movie is very explicit about that. This Actually, we walked so that American Horror Story Hotel could run. I um, haven't seen it. The first time I watched this movie, I was so fucking confused because I could not remember who was who in terms of all the guys. Like, I didn't understand, yeah. like, who he had, like. I don't know what was real and what wasn't. And it took me like another watch to be like, oh shit. Okay. I understand what was happening just because all of the guys were so the same, yeah. you know, other, other than obviously him. Cause he's the main character. I have to burp. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So <laughs> I, told you this. I had the best burp of all time. Like maybe in the, <laughs> all of he- recorded human history no you I haven't told me was I, was I was drinking soda and i was talking and it was me and my friend emily bowen and my mom all in the <laughs> kitchen and i was talking about the, i was talking about the live action peter pan movie <laughs> <laughs> i had to i have time to pause there um i was like in the part where they go to neverland except i hit the burp right on that neverland and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) fuck it i'm not even kidding like five fucking notes and i just fucking kept talking (laughs) you had to get it out i had to to tell we'll get to this part later but sometimes i feel like when i talk it's like how patrick bateman talks about music (laughs) and i can like look inward and recognize that but it's something that should i should reflect on okay so we all know american psycho you know it's like a classic um he's basically like a wall street guy he works in mergers and acquisitions (laughs) nice i think (laughs) 
who knows what he actually does because he doesn't seem to do any work th- at all in this movie. Nope. He's just rich. Um, well, I think his dad got him the job, right? Like, he doesn't have to be working. Is his dad the owner of the company? Something she like says? that. Or I think. was that her dad? Who Either that owner? or he's, like, well-connected or something. Like, yeah. he doesn't need the job. He's just mm-hmm. doing it for looks. Um, yeah. And uh, the movie opens with uh, the, like, the title credits are basically ripped off by Dexter where it's like droplets and you think it's blood at first. And then like, it turns out it's just like a meal. Yeah. Just playful. Yeah. It's like goofy mood. The, Me- the New York Times called this a playful dish. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they describe, um, all the food in this movie. Uh, which yeah. yeah. Such a, like recurring like motif is all like the restaurants and the food. Right. Um, and just like the status behind that. It's something the yeah. movie does really well. Everyone is so obsessed with status and like the, yeah, the exact, everyone loves the branding and stuff. Um, so yeah, it's him, Patrick Bateman, um, who at lunch with his friends, there's like four guys. I don't know. It's the same four guys. Mm-hmm. Van one of Patton them is, is Justin one of their Thoreau, names. right? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. It, okay. He's Bryce, who's the one that maybe talks the most. Yeah. The other two guys, I have no fucking clue who they are. Well, there's uh, the one guy who's, um, he's in, uh, Silicon Valley. Lewis. He's Lewis in this, um, uh, the gay the gay guy oh i know that guy from um american horror story what there's van Patten. van Patten, yeah and halberstram well that is the other that's marcus the guy that paul confused that's that's kimball's the detective mcdermott 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 is the other friend yeah (laughs) sorry i was like over three (laughs) (laughs) you were so confident on all of them i can barely read (laughs) again to my point like these guys are so confusing yeah barely literate um so like they're talking about paul allen who is a very like i guess like the big shot at their company um, it was Jared Leto. Yeah, and he has some special account. One of the guys like talks about is like basically being anti-Semitic and talking about he's Jewish and like mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know. Um, and <laughs> Patrick Bateman tells him to cool it with the anti-Semitism. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks. But like, <laughs> I'm gonna be this movie's so fucking quotable, dude. I pulled some quotes that I really like from this. I'll it, be pepper in the end. Good. Um. So, like, that bit was so confusing at me for me at first, but, like, it's, he, like, keeps up with, like, what's trendy to, like, yeah. you know, be, like, correct on and, right. like, what you can still, like, be terrible on publicly. Like, it's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, he's, he's very polite and, like, well-mannered in all his interactions, but he is very awful, like, when he's, like alone or talking to someone that he doesn't think matters he's so like privately researched on how to be a human being like yeah so creepy it's it's like exceptional (laughs) yeah um uh because like the next scene he goes to a bar and uh he orders a drink and like the waitress like tells him he can't use drink tickets it's a cash bar and it's a 25 dollar drink and then she goes to make the drink and he like yells at her like he said or 
He doesn't yell at her. He just like says like, loud. really yeah, loud. Yeah. I want to play in your blood. <laughs> yeah, he, he, oh, I want to like cut your throat and play uh, play with your blood or something like uh, that. Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, like just out loud. Um, and she doesn't hear, but yeah. So he's always like really misogynistic and awful in his private moments. It's it's a perfect contrast because then there's the scene later where he's talking at the dinner about like yeah. how the world could be better. It's <laughs> I think this is maybe one of the most perfect movies of all time. And I was getting mad when I was reading these letterbox reviews. They were like, it doesn't do horror or satire well. What? And I wanted to just like reach through the screen and say like <laughs> you're the you're dumb as rocks. Like I don't know how you could know this was a satire and be like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. What? Like what didn't it do well? Right. On that end. It's like a perfect kind of amalgamation, like satirizing like American corporate greed and business with this character who's very clearly, I don't know. It's just like, I, I can't, I don't have the words for it right now. I'll have them by right. the end. I was just getting so, it's just like fuming. a modern form of toxic masculinity. Exactly. Um, and yeah. And he's like very polite, like, but you know, he, he still is like an evil person and still like doesn't care about it. Just doesn't care about anyone except for himself. He's so cool. I want to be just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um he the and then we get the famous morning routine scene (gasps) where he in very great detail describes his morning routine do you want me to read it sure yeah i have it pulled up it's like a 90 step routine maybe i don't yeah it's a long lot a lot of skincare he does a lot of skincare does uh something about a thousand crunches i can do a thousand now (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) He takes a shower. He and has like, a special scrub. He has like exfoliating scrubs and a gel scrub on the face. And then yeah. um, he talks about how he does a mask while he prepares the rest of his routine. And he has an eye mask and he has like a face mask he pulls off. And at the end when he pulls off the face mask, he's like, there's a, um, I have this one pulled up. There's an idea of a Patrick Bateman, some kind of abstraction, but there is no real me, only an entity, something illusory. And though I can hide my cold gaze and you can shake my hand and feel my flesh gripping yours, and maybe you can even sense our lifestyles are probably comparable, I am simply not there. Yeah. And that's from the book. <laughs> yeah. But um, and the visual is so powerful. He's so... like peeling off this face mask and he's like, he's peeling off his other, like the face, he's like peeling off his face. It looks right. like, and it works so well with that. Like he's literally metaphor. Going mask off <laughs> while he's talking about how he doesn't exist and there's no real person there. That's it's like a per. Also, just a side note before we get too into it, the cinematography in this movie is like great A. Yeah, it's, it's so gorgeous and like that shot in particular is one I always really like think of when I think of this movie. Really iconic moments. Like you've oh, seen, yeah. you've seen screenshots on Twitter. Oh yeah, this that was one that that like little yeah shot scene or whatever i think like even before i knew i'd seen this movie like i knew that bit and yeah. like it remains to be one of my favorite little bits. it's just like one of those like it's been often parodied and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> and um something great about this movie is that it's like pretty hilarious like in parts <laughs> um especially when it is serious like that like like having like a a speech about how you're wearing a mask all the time while you're pulling off your face mask Mm -hmm. is hilarious 
to me. He's at work now. No, no, no. He comes in. It goes um The soundtrack for this movie fucking ri- No, 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 no. I don't think quite yet. They're going out that night, right? Yeah, but he oh, goes to work shit. first. And he listens to Walking No, I missed it. I missed it. Aww. They're already at the bar and it's um they're doing True F- they play True Faith by New Order, which is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> It's the it's the bar scene where he talks to the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We already talked about that. At the, right? They have so many f- cool clubs that you never oh. would see in real life in this movie. It right. makes me like really wish we were in the eighties, but also like, if you ever went to eighties night at Scully's, they played True Faith there. It's one of the most danceable songs of all time. Eighties night is just the best night to go dance it's so fun put that song stop it stop this podcast cue up that song right now and just <laughs> dance like you'll feel something in the cold dead recesses of my heart that song makes me want to dance <laughs> anyways so then so he is going into work he goes to work we meet his secretary um and who's played by Chloe Savini. Walking on Sunshine. He's listening yep, to Walking on, on Sunshine. fucking Walkman in his yep. over-the-ear headphones. <laughs> and it's it's like the meme that you've seen on Twitter. Yeah. We're happily walking into, <laughs> into his office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chloe Savini. Yeah. Um, she... Sorry, Tom's being really weird right now. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. So I don't like it. Um, he tells her to get reservations for Arcadia for two people tomorrow at eight. Mm-hmm. Ew, quit. Um, not romantic. Um, and then also he tells her to wear a dress because she's pretty. Because um, he's a massager. He doesn't yeah. like her dressing like masculine. He wants her yeah. to like, look really like, hyper feminine. And she like giggles about it. And yeah, it's. It's a, a weird. The whole realization of like he controls every aspect of like women in his life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the like the women he dates, the woman who works for him, like the woman he picks up to have sex with. Yeah. Um, it's such a. He's constantly like commanding them to do things. It's very strange. It's mm-hmm. such a like great encapsulation of that part of like psychopathy, which is really cool. Um. um yeah. Terrifying it's scary as hell yeah he um (laughs) i'm sorry i can't he's like going at like he needs to be stopped um so he goes to dinner with um his fiance who we learn is reese witherspoon Honestly, um, she brings it. She does yeah, great in yeah, this she's role. Really good. Like this is just a peak. Like nobody else could have been this. This was made for nobody her. Nobody out there doing it like her. No, like <laughs> she's the girl to call for this kind of shit. And she's like talking about their wedding, and he is like listening to music <laughs> still on his headphones <laughs> in the car. God. Um, yeah. Um, he just like me for real. <laughs> they go to dinner with their friends, and then like he talks about how they're both having affairs. Yes, and then he also talks about like how they need to like solve like world yeah. hunger yeah. and like promote oh, yes. women. Most importantly, we have to promote general social concern. Unless materialism can help people. <laughs> I did not realize you pulled clips. When did you well, have time to pull clips? I just found a website with a bunch of movie quotes, <laughs> so that I I got a bunch of random ones from this. Oh my god, do you really? Yeah. <gasps> oh wait, that goes. This is great. <laughs> um, do you have um? Uh, let's see. Tomorrow. I have to return some videotape. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. 
Um, my coworker and I were talking about like ways to say goodbye to each other when you don't know like what to say. And he had seen something on RG's story that RG had posted. And it's like, we are but brief flashes of light um, fading into the darkness or something like that. And mine now is going to be, I have to return to the It's so good. So Colton, if you're not, you're not listening to this. You don't even know this exists, but know that I'll be bringing that one out. Uh, so right after he does that whole woke speech, he, uh, it cuts to a scene where he's yelling at some Asian drag cleaners and being racist to them mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because they couldn't get blood or some red stuff out of whatever his bed sheets. Ooh, um, what could it be? And then he, he tries to get reservations at Dorzia. Is that the part when they laugh or, at, back at him or is that later? Mm, yes, they laugh at him. Yeah. Later, it's he fakes the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, like, yeah. This res- and this is another great thing that keeps coming up and coming up and coming up, like that Dorsey is this great restaurant that nobody can get into. Right. Um, and Paul he's Allen so deluded. Yeah. He's so deluded into like self-important right so he he like talks to his mistress um and she he's like uh you should come have dinner with me and she's like where and he's like dorcia and she's like okay and then he calls dorcia they laugh at him and then he takes her to the other restaurant that he got reservations for and she's like so doped out that she doesn't even know yeah, um, like she asks like, if it is, is and he says yes. And he's like, yep. And then he is very commanding. Like you said, he like orders for her mm-hmm. um, and oh, talks to God. her. And just how he talks, you'll have the yeah, blankety blank blank. The New York Times called it a playful dish. <laughs> and that will be followed by the such and such. I think they'll pair, they'll flow nicely. Right gross it's just how he talks is i love his tone i love how he's very matter of fact also like especially in the scenes where he's talking about music he's very much like a youtube review guy (laughs) (laughs) that is like the first thing i thought of when he was doing it (laughs) like just every like youtube review guy talks like that it's very weird like very like matter of fact and like just measured it's it's very hot (laughs) i never realized that but it's all coming together now it makes sense yeah it's very weird um there are a couple albums and whatever that i feel like i sound like when i talk about them gee i wonder who they're by um one of them is the end by the black eyed peas (laughs) (laughs) like no cap that is not where i thought that i listened to that the other day the whole album most of it yeah it blends funk rap hip-hop pop edm jazz electronic dance in a way that had never been done before it set the precedent i think it's when the peas really came into their own no it's not my personal favorite has to be i'm a bee <laughs> i did a dance routine to that when i was a cheerleader based <laughs> no but um we'll get to i'll talk about that later um we'll i get- really want to do the huey lewis like as a full bit <laughs> i want to say it all we get the famous business card scene. <gasps> it is just like... <laughs> it's so good. You, you think you remember just how good it is, and then right. you watch it, and it is just better than you can imagine. Well, this is this is where the bit starts that Paul Allen doesn't recognize him. Um, he 
they're at some random they're just in a room they're in a conference room for <laughs> right, some reason for some reason mm-hmm. just like socializing and paul allen comes over and talks to him and thinks he's like some guy marcus hedelman or something like that mm-hmm. marcus um, halberstrom marcus halberstrom yeah and uh he's like how's cecilia and like the narration uh patrick Bateman literally is like oh he's confused me for marcus halberstrom we both have a penchant for valentino suits and all of her people's glasses and that is 99.9 percent of the book is them talking about what brands their shit is yeah oh god uh, that's unbearable wow <laughs> the whole book is ri- it's just oh my god but again like the emphasis on excess and wealth and it it's so it pairs so well i just i love this story right um i think they i don't know they don't make plans at this point but um paul allen like leaves and like um gives his card to someone else because they are supposed to go out do something later um, um, it says to call him. Yeah. The whole big thing with Paul Allen is that he has the Fisher account. Did you say that already? He, he yeah. I didn't say exactly the, but he has and a big account. Patrick Bateman is like fuming with jealousy. Yeah, he doesn't understand how he got it. Yeah. He yeah. wants to know what's so special about Paul. Patrick Bateman is very insecure. <laughs> um. So Paul Allen gives his business card to another guy, and then they, Patrick um like pulls out his business cards and then he like is showing off because he just got new business cards printed and yeah um if there's one thing business people love to do it like when i was doing like one of my past jobs people loved showing off their business cards it was kind of insane right like i'm not even kidding you yeah are you kidding me yeah no um like when they would hand it to you to me to like put in like a Rolodex or whatever to keep, um, they would be like, "Yeah, you like that?" It was very strange. Did they all have cool? Okay, first of all, were they good business cards? Some of them were because like some of the people that I would be getting them from, and actually the better but, ones were the ones that people weren't bragging about because it would be like artists and stuff, but yeah. like non-artists. They, I don't know. They would, like would it be card. like just the plain white ones? No, or? no. Business cards nowadays are all about the wow factor, not professionalism. Oh right. my god! But this, just the visual of seeing four near identical business cards, <laughs> right? They're all like freaking out. So and like, it's like, what makes the other one better than I'm, this one? I'm convinced that they're the same card with different like names and stuff on well, it, but it's like they have different fonts. And they colors. have different, yeah, and different. Oh, I was convinced too. watching it that they just did four of the no. same card and were like making up details you like can definitely look, see the different textures in the like cardstock they <laughs> just are so boring <laughs> so it's so pa- simple patrick bateman's is it's bone and the lettering is something called cillian rail <laughs> um van Patten is eggshell with romalian type it's very tasteful and then patrick bateman goes and this is one of my favorite lines in the entire scene I can't believe that Bryce f- prefers Van Patten's card to mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they go, let's see Paul Allen's card. Mm-hmm. Look at the subtle off-white coloring, <laughs> the tasteful thickness of it. Oh, my God. It even has a watermark. <laughs> and he's like, it shows his face. He and he's like so, so intense about it. And he like drops the card. He's like basically shaking. <laughs> shaking and throwing up after seeing <laughs> paul allen's card have you seen the person um who does the marge simpson voice no oh yes <laughs> do the yeah. do that scene no 
Oh, I think I have. Oh my god, hold on. I can I don't know if I can get it up there quick enough. Never mind. Um, I wanted to say they they all have different like card holders oh, I also. Love the, oh my god. the card holder different. is phenomenal. Can yeah. we bring that back? Yeah, please. I will say I was gonna say, um, the fun thing about cards nowadays is people get super creative with them, meaning they are not all shaped the same anymore. Mm, yeah. And that is really fucking annoying, honestly. If I get handed a square business card oh that would piss me <laughs> off i've gotten some before and i'm just like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah like who do you think you are what was was there a tasteful thickness to it there are they usually are quite nice and thick but honestly some of them are too thick yeah is something wrong patrick you're sweating <laughs> i'm over here i'm not well do the people that give you business cards have cool business card holders um well okay i just want to clarify i don't get business cards nowadays but when they did uh no it was usually like a stack in there i like the one guys where like he like dropped it open and the one card flipped out okay, that I was cool is, is that was that a thing like just keeping a thing like where do you keep backups in no another? i think like the thing was designed oh, so that one of up, them would okay. come out that was neat it was <laughs> yeah. oh my god i honestly might invest in one of these and i do i have no use for this like i have no business cards but on the real real they have a tiffany and co one oh <gasps> Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Like, I wish I had a business card because I would love to do this. Can we bring this back? Like, even if it's just for our friend group? Just having business cards? I have business cards, I think. Can I have one? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any here, but I, I I, would have to find them. But I do have business cards for my office. I've had... see Harish's business cards. <laughs> I've, I've had business cards in the past, but I don't think I have any of them anymore. Let's see Sam Blevins' business card. <laughs> um do you guys remember when like it was like several years ago there was like a all woman version of this scene no on youtube i don't wait yes i do remember yeah they like refilmed the scene with all women like and it was like one of those things where they were like refilming famous movie scenes with all women but also, like, it doesn't make sense for this movie because no, this like, is... That's the antithesis of the point. Very specifically supposed to be, like, masculinity. Women shouldn't be in movies either. So, like, why <laughs> would you do that? That's, like, one of those things of, like... <laughs> com- Sorry. That's, like, one of those things about complaining that the thing is all men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, like, that's not the point, dude. Right. Ugh. Ugh. But, yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i remember thinking and uh, now i can't say <laughs> this and then the contrast later when lewis shows his business card and patrick bateman like is so sickened by it <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. do they think it's just like tacky or like, like, is, it, is it like a direct copy of his is i don't that why know he gets sick? i don't because like the, it looked like gold letter yeah it was yeah. shiny yeah it looked and the other guys were like oh okay yeah it was, yeah, that I don't whole know. scene was weird, but he like Patrick Bateman weird. gets like ill <laughs> off of seeing Lewis's business card. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so funny. Funny stuff. Um, and then of course the next scene he goes and harasses a homeless man and kills him. Yeah, that classic. Oh man, it's rough. And yeah. then he kills the dog. Yeah. yeah. And and then he celebrates by having a spa day. <laughs> and um, the woman doing like the facial on him is like, your skin is so um smooth. Yeah, like it's perfect. 
Because he's like invests every single second of his life into his physical appearance. Right. He is obsessed with himself. Yeah, he's very narcissistic, and like so is everyone else in the movie. Well, surely that can't be like part of it, right? No way. Oh my god, you cracked it. Um. So he goes to a Christmas party hosted by his fiance Evelyn, um, who's carrying around a pig. Yeah, and he's very mean to her about it. Um. But she's like not phased particularly she's just like i don't care she's just obsessed with himself with herself she's like not even listening to him no he's like for her image like she does not care yeah um he goes and meets paul allen who still thinks he's marcus (laughs) um and Mm -hmm. they arrange a meeting like the next day at some uh texarkana i think yeah some like shitty restaurant Mm -hmm. to them (laughs) Um, and then like we see that, uh, and, uh, <laughs> um, Paul Allen is getting very drunk and complaining about how shitty the restaurant is. There's a line where the waiter goes, would you like to hear the specials? And Patrick Bateman goes, not if you'd like to keep your spleen. <laughs> Actually, I have that. Yes, sir. Would you like to hear the specials? Not if you want to keep your spleen. Oh my God. The way, no, this is the best part. Not the best part, but, um, a part that's like really like popular. They're talking and Patrick Bateman's like. I like to t- dissect girls. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that part's going around on TikTok right now. Did you know I'm utterly insane? I did not. Know. I am so not. I got to find this trend. So what? next is the like Paul Allen's drunk. So he takes him to his apartment. It's Paul Allen's apartment that he murders him in. Right. Or is it? No, his? no it's, it's his because he has newspaper prepared and laid down mm-hmm. and he has his little his CD player. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's at uh, Patrick Bateman's house. Does he have raincoat. multiple apartments or just one? Well, no. Some of the stuff he th- is happening in like he goes Paul back Allen's apartment. Oh, so he has an apartment under the name Paul Allen, or like he thinks it's Paul's. Oh, okay. Um, I also like don't know how clear a lot of this. Yeah, is. some it's kind of vague yeah. on exactly what's going on. But yeah, he does the whole monologue about Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, can I do it? Yeah. Oh, this is maybe my favorite part of the movie. And he also, like, buttons up a clear mm-hmm. raincoat over his suit. <laughs> right. Do you like Huey Lewis in the news? Their early work was a little too new wave for my tastes. But when sports came out in 83, I think they really came into their own, commercially and artistically. The whole album has a clear, crisp sound and a new sheen of consummate professionalism that really gives the songs a big boost. He's been compared to Elvis Costello, but I think Huey was has a far more bitter, cynical sense of humor. And then he says, um, in 87, Huey released this, Four, their most accomplished album. I think they're undisputed masterpieces, hip to be square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! <laughs> and he smacks him in the head with an axe. I like uh, in the middle when Paul's like, is that a raincoat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, he says, is. yes, it is. <laughs> He's so delightful. And he notices the newspaper, too. He's like, is, why is this newspaper on the floor? Do you have a dog? A little chow or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate Jared Leto. <laughs> I, know, I know that, like... A lot of people are like, he is the perfect guy for this role, but I just can't stand him. Ugh. Like, the whole time he's on screen, I'm just like, God damn it. 
I know. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, he's good in this. Um, yeah, but like. At what cost? At <laughs> <laughs> what cost? I just. For real. Why? For real. <laughs> like, at what cost? Anyways, where were we? Um, I love that. Most people don't listen to the lyrics, but they should. <laughs> and I think I, I like that. Because um, it kind of sums up his whole thing. Like, most people don't listen to what he's saying, but they should. Yeah. <laughs> because literally at every given point, he's talking about how he's like... He's going to murder somebody. That's true. Yeah. And everyone either thinks he's joking or, or is just like straight not up care. not listening. And he, the whole like point of the movie, too, like this is like, like the psychopathy of corporate culture. Like, people don't listen to that message of the movie, but they should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So he he drags the body out of the building just in front of the security guard who does not notice at all. Um, And then it's in an overnight bag. It's in an overnight bag. And he's like, (laughs) he's leaving his friend. Yeah. There's a blood strain just being dragged behind it. Mm -hmm. And then he sees like one of his coworkers, Lewis. um, And the guy like, he's like, oh, no, I'm not Patrick Bateman. And then the guy just does not like listen to anything he says or notice anything. Um, and he's like, he's introducing Patrick Bateman to the girl that's with him. Um, and he sees the overnight bag and he's like, what, what kind of brand of bag is that? Mm -hmm. And asks about the brand does not care about what Patrick is doing. Does not notice. Right. I love how Patrick is obviously trying to be ignored though, but he answers what brand it is. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't remember what, what what it is, but I want to say it's Armani, but I know that's not right. I keep saying Armani for everything. You know, it's, it seems like the right kind of brand, but not not re- not his always. his suits Valentino. It's partial to Valentino suits and all of her people's glasses. Why do I feel like the bag was something that starts with a G? But that's just not Giorgio Armani. <laughs> Is it Jean Paul Gaultier? That's it. Yeah. There we go. A. Um, Someone he, knows their brands. He leaves a message on uh for i guess paul and secretary saying that he's going to <laughs> london and like packs a bag no i think doing, he, i think he's he doing has, an impression he's, yeah. like, he's doing his voicemail his yeah, like yeah. like inbox it's, it's hilarious it's a bad impression <laughs> it's like hilariously bad yeah um and the next day a detective comes to mm-hmm. visit him at work and it's willem defoe playing ross Kimball, God fucking bless. Or Detective Kimball. He's incredible. I just like the faces he makes. Willem Dafoe, like, the faces he makes in these scenes are just, like, so creepy. And, like, I'm on edge the whole time mm-hmm. he's talking. You know what I mean? Because it's, like, it's not like you want patrick to get away with it no but like, but like you kind of do a little bit not really, but you're like but no way this guy no you know what i mean yeah and it's yeah. like i don't know and also just willem defoe's willem defoe is it true that one thing people say about him in this movie that like they did shots where he like knows it's patrick bateman that's, that's the killer and then they did shots where he like believes patrick's story and then they mixed him together so you can't figure out like what's going on yeah I buy in that. his uh, mind have you that heard makes that sense. i don't know i haven't heard because like that, he like definitely like tonally seems it different it seems like that makes sense he's very like, confusing watching and hard it. To read. because like you can tell patrick like thinks mm-hmm. he's 
you know, doing good at doing first. Well. But um, I don't know if that's true. I've just heard that. And it's really funny the way it opens, too, because he's having a fake conversation on the phone and <laughs> pretending to give someone advice. Fashion advice. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. It's really good. Honestly, a power move like wow and then at the end like he like tr- ends the conversation by being like oh i have to go have lunch with cliff huxtable <laughs> <laughs> he's just deluded and like he thinks he's like manipulating everyone around him and he kind of is but he's also just like a weird liar yeah but yeah. we as the audience get to see like behind the scenes a little bit and see that he's like really just like a nervous like how do they describe actual Patrick Bateman? He's just like a dork. Yeah. He's not like cool and suave. Yeah. Like how he projects himself as. And I think that's like interesting in contrast when you take moments where he's alone, where he is cool and suave and he's cool and suave in his monologue. Cause we're seeing him present himself to an audience, which is very carefully like filtered and curated, like how he's coming across. But in his interactions with real people, we see like the truth behind that, like veneer where he starts to crack a little bit. Yeah. And like, you see his true like nature in a way. And I think like as a portrayal of like an, um, an American psycho, like I think that's such a, it, they did it. I, I love it. I love right. that like, look in. He's very dorky. Um, and also I did, I just looked it up and I was right. Cliff Huxtable is the name of Bill Cosby's character on the Cosby oh show. Yeah. So, and the Cosby show was on TV at like, it came out in 1984 so he literally just said a just popular TV, a popular character. TV character for lunch. You can't do that. Patrick Bateman. Um, and then in the next scene, he's watching the Texas. He has the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh. on TV. He's doing, you hear screaming. And you see like you hear like breathing and you're looking at his breakfast and then it cuts to him doing crunches and the, the movie's just playing in the background. It's great it's cinema it's also interesting because like that movie has like very very warm tones in the shots mm-hmm. that we were seeing yeah and it was just interesting seeing it on this like cool white like all, everything's white like oh, he's wearing white yes. boxers and i don't know if that's like saying anything it was just like a cool shot you know yeah. it was just it just looked cool so he picks up uh he picks up a sex worker from off the street mm-hmm. uh and then he also calls somewhere for an escort um and like he tells the girl that like she's he's yeah very commanding in this like you mentioned earlier um just ordering them telling them what to do the one girl's name is uh he tells her uh she's gonna be called christy Christy. and then the other girl i think i forget what whatever it Um, starts with an s um also when he calls for the escort he is so like hard on emphasis that he is wanting a blonde girl. She's couples. And I really can't stress blonde enough. Blonde. <laughs> I didn't even know you had that clip. That was a jump scare. Uh, <laughs> but it is it cracks me up because then she shows up and her hair's not particularly blonde and he's, yeah. <laughs> he's so bothered by he's that. He's like, I would call you more of a dirty blonde, not really blonde. <laughs> hilarious yeah. <laughs> and it's so it's like it's funny because you're like this guy's insane yeah. but it's also like great it's such a commentary on like the physical shallow yeah yeah has. yeah exactly and he's very adamant he's he calls him he tells him he's paul allen yeah oh yeah um, he says it multiple times 
he, there's an awkward scene where they just like he's like do you know where i work and they like don't care yeah <laughs> and they've oh. never heard of where he works and i feel like that's so like that's the real like patrick bateman is moments like that yeah not where right. he's being all cool and like yeah yeah savvy and suave like this is the when real patrick like, bateman when he's like insecure and like mm-hmm. like not impressing anyone it's oh it's so good um yeah and then he like uh takes them to his bedroom and like orders them to like take off their clothes and like he brings out a camera Mm -hmm. um and and he starts puts on phil collins and then starts doing a youtube film review of phil collins he talks about like genesis and like yeah. he drops all the songs while in the middle he's like telling her to start dancing mm-hmm. yeah and then he'll like stop and give them like commands and stuff and then eventually he he puts in the cd and then like it cuts to like this long sex scene yeah. Where you're watching him watch himself in the mirror oh, right. in the yeah. camera. The right. Enti- like it goes on forever. He, and he like, is watching himself. He does not even look at time. the women. No. He's staring at himself the entire time. And then, so. And I, like flexing and posing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting in contrast when you think about the stuff that like happens later with Lewis. How he's like so stressed out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That, like, he gets so flustered. Oh mm-hmm. my god. But yeah, like yeah. He, here he's like literally flexing his muscles and like yeah. yeah, like he's telling the girls to look at the camera a lot too. Like he is very obsessed with that. Right. But yeah, it goes on forever, and then it cuts to like them laying in bed. Yeah. I usually like I don't like really love when they do like long or gratuitous sex scenes in movies. But I think this one works like really well. Mm-hmm. You're getting a good sense of him through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then uh, it cuts to them waking up, and <gasps> the one girl like accidentally like moves her hand and like touches the top of his hand, and he like like flinches and pulls away, and he's like, "Don't, Don't touch, touch the watch. watch." Yeah, it's yeah. Like and, it's, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's he's really good. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh, and then they're like, oh, can we leave? And he's like, we're not done yet. And he takes out some tools. And then it cuts away. Um, and it cuts to them leaving. And he's, like, giving them money. And they're clearly, like, Upset, very yeah. hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, definitely beat them or something like that. Like, definitely, like, physically abused them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and they're very hurt uh, as they're leaving. Um, and I like that it cuts away. It doesn't show that. Yeah. It's oh. just implied. Yeah. Um, and that's another reason why I think the movie's better than the book. Right. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. In terms of like what it shows and what it doesn't. Um. He... And then it cuts to him like talking with his friends. They're just hanging out, talking about women, just mm-hmm. being misogynist. They are making about. jokes about how like there's no like hot like no a such woman, thing as a woman with a good personality yeah, you're either hot or like if there's something about you that makes you a good per- have a good personality you're ugly and like yeah and then he quotes ed gein <gasps> and they're weird and <laughs> they're, they, like, they're very weirded out by him yeah. they don't laugh when he like makes the like jo- like quote joke about ed gein it's hilarious right. and the ed gein quote is something about how like he when he sees a woman on sticks and stuff yeah when he sees a woman he either thinks about um basically like having sex with her or her head on a stick 
Um, and they're, they don't like, <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> and this is when Lewis comes in and shows off his business card with the gold lettering. And Patrick Bateman is like visibly <laughs> screaming and crying and, and throwing, throwing up, up all yeah. over. Yeah. Oh, um, it's hilarious though. <laughs> so Lewis goes to the bathroom and then, um, Patrick Bateman goes to the bathroom and like puts on gloves and then puts his arms around Lewis's neck to choke him but like he can't for some reason Mm -hmm. and then lewis turns around and he's like oh patrick and then he sees like his arms and thinks he's like coming on to him so he like pulls kisses kisses his hand. he pulls the glove back and kisses him on the hand <laughs> yeah and he's, and he's like, like oh, oh patrick i've seen the way you look at me i know I'm, i've been thinking I've about this for this. years yeah um and then patrick is extremely uncomfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> blustered to the max yeah One letterbox review i forgot to do that i took a screenshot of um the scene where he just sweats and cries at the innuation that he's gay is possibly the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. It is so... It's hilarious. It's just, it's perfect. A he, perfect detail. He washes his hands with the gloves still on. <laughs> like, it's also, so funny. Like, in context, too, and they touch on this in one of the club scenes, like, this is set in 87 at the height of, the like, the AIDS epidemic. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, and they, they, yeah, they did mention it. They touch on that, and I think the way this film like kind of plays with like sexuality in that aspect because they're going to like one of the bars it like looks like they're at a very gay bar yeah yeah and i think in the book they are at a gay bar um huh it's just like oh it's just like a great detail right um this movie does a lot to orient itself very much of the time yeah and i think that was a cool and they did it and like it, it just adds to the character too and like how like masculinity was thought of at the time like being the thought of being thought of as gay is so repulsive that you have to wash your hands with the fucking gloves with on. gloves on yeah it's, it's exactly that type of character mm-hmm. and he's like he's very like you know like particular about everything in his life and like very uh like t- taking care of his skin stuff that's not like traditionally masculine he's very but fastidious he's, yeah yeah but he's still like so Mm-hmm. uncomfortable yeah. with um homosexuality um yeah that and then the contrast of like interest in self yeah like the sexualizing of self is yep. like so interesting in like a masculine lens right and and also he's like the way he's obsessed with paul allen oh yeah oh there's oh. something very kind of yeah <laughs> there's some there's definitely something there homoerotic male jealousy <laughs> yeah you'd love to see it um uh then uh oh he he leaves by telling lewis that he has to go return some videotapes but it's always like where are you going i have to go return some videotapes <laughs> yeah can you play it play the play the oh. play the clip i have to return some videotapes <laughs> so distressed <laughs> Um, I have to, I want to mention that I just got these clips off of a website and I didn't cut them. <laughs> so. I like the one where he does it later. He's like, I'm just leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and then he talks to the detective again and a uh, detective's like, so where were you the night Paul Allen was murdered? And he was like, I was probably returning some videotapes. <laughs> and then oh, he yeah. also goes, I was on a date. With a woman. 
And then the de- detective brings up Huey Lewis in the news and is like, hey, have you heard of it? And then he pulls out the same never. CD from his... Four. He pulls out fucking four. From yep. his suitcase. Four sports. Did, did people keep CDs in their suitcases back in the day? I'm sure they did. Yeah, I mean... How else are you going to carry it or Not your suitcase, your briefcase? In your briefcase? Like, you put whatever in your briefcase. You can do whatever you want. Um, uh, and then uh, there's a scene with his the mistress. Um, and she, like... It seems like she actually does, like, care about him. But he, like, does not care at all. Um, and this woman is not doing well. Yeah, oh, no. Yeah, she's definitely not doing well. Um... And she's like, oh, uh, I don't know. She, like, wants him to talk to her or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just not interested. And then he, like, goes to a club and they're doing coke in the bathroom. Um, and then uh, they come back out and, like, they're talking to a bunch of models. And uh, he tells one of the models, I- ask me something. <gasps> and she's like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm into murders and executions. <laughs> oh, really? Do you like that? Well, it depends. What part? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she th- she thinks he said mur- mergers and acquisitions. I know lots of guys in mergers and acquisitions. It's it's perfect. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, there's a scene where they're talking outside of the bar. And then it cuts to the next day. He's, like, in his office listening to music um and he has like a lock of hair just um like her blonde hair um and he's just like playing with it and he puts it in his pocket um oh and then this is the scene where he asks genie out right yeah gene his uh, secretary um he asks her out uh tells her they're gonna go to dorothea well no 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 he's like where do you want to go and she's like i don't know you pick he's like no we'll go anywhere you want and um this is a great divide as well because she's like the assistant mm-hmm. like it's kind of implied like when you're, she's working just like a lower job she's not as wealthy as these guys she can't probably get into these nice fancy restaurants and chloe sevigny is beautiful yeah but she's not like they have her styled in a way where she's like very clearly clearly not as like beautiful as like the model women he's dating right she has like bangs and she dresses more conservatively because she's in a professional work environment right um, and she's a little more shy. And she's not blonde. She's blonde. Oh, she. I, she's she, blonde. I don't know. She, in some scenes, it looked like she had red hair. More of a no, dirty she's, blonde. Like, she's blonde. Kind of like strawberry. Not really blonde. blonde. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not a blonde. Not blonde, blonde enough for him. Um, but she kind of goes shyly. She's like, "Oh, could we go to Dorcia?" Yeah. And he kind of pauses for a second, and she's like, "Oh, but like really, I'll be happy to go anywhere." He's like, "No, no, no, no. we'll get a reservation to Dorcia." So he calls and the guy on the phone's like, this is Dorcia. And Patrick Payton's like, yes, can I get a reservation for two at nine? Yeah. And the guy on the phone's like, we don't have anything. And Patrick's like, oh, really? Fantastic. (laughs) And the guy's like, what? I just told you we don't have anything. And Patrick Bateman goes, oh, I'll see you then. And he hangs up. (laughs) She's like, you didn't give them your name. She's kind of like weirded out about it. He's like, oh, don't worry. They know me there. They know me there. But like, it's just like the delusion that he's like acting out that he can get a reservation at Dorcia just to keep up that like appearance. He also, he also like tells her you're dressed okay or something. And Mm -hmm. then like, as she's leaving, he also tells her like, you should probably change change before you would go. Um, And then they're at his apartment, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
and actually it is the same place where he killed paul allen it's, it yeah, looks it's like it looks just like his apartment um and he yeah they're just talking and she's like i don't know she's being nice mm-hmm. um and oh. then uh he's like in he's like looking around for weapons he's like opens the drawers and there's a bunch of knives oh no before that he's like do you want some ice cream oh yeah yes and he opens the freezer and there's like the model's head sorbet right yeah Mm -hmm. the model's head is in there just in the freezer and yeah she's eating ice cream talking to him and he's looking for weapons he says something about ted bundy like ted bundy's dog or something and she's like who (laughs) who's ted bundy and he's like never mind um and she like puts down the ice cream and the spoon and she's about to put it down on the table and he's like no put the uh in in the carton or something like that yeah makes him put makes her put the spoon in the carton um and then he like comes out with a nail gun and like holds it behind her head as he's talking to her and she's like still like smiling and like being nice and then his fiance calls and leaves a message on the answering machine about how like he he, he's her boy or whatever the guy uh, the boy next door she calls him like her boy next door yeah which is like super fucked because he's a terrible boyfriend. Yeah. And he kills she, people. She calls him like Mr. CEO and stuff like that. Right. And um, Jean's like, oh, I didn't know you were still like in a relationship or whatever. And she's like, um, I should probably go, right? And he's like, yeah, you should probably or go. Or I'll do something bad. Yeah. I don't want to hurt you. And she's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, she still wants to be there and she's like she's like do you want me to go this is a great feminist like lens with for this conversation he's talking about like physically hurting her but she's reading it as like an emotional hurt yeah so they're having very different conversations but the way the dialogue like lines up in that way yeah i love this scene it's so perfectly done it's really good um but yeah so she leaves he goes to lunch with the detective and he still doesn't is very bad at like saying what at, at this point he's he like doing. basically sw- like he's sweating yeah like he is nervous as all hell and like the detective talks about how like marcus they she had a um uh paul allen had a meeting with marcus but marcus has an alibi marcus was at dinner with and then he names like four guys and you <laughs> Mm-hmm. so apparently patrick bateman was also at that dinner because nobody knows who patrick bateman is and keeps confusing him with other people and also so- another interesting thing is that other people say they have seen paul allen in london in london because like it feels like also that's another status thing where they're like oh yeah i had lunch with paul allen yeah i'm friends with paul allen Even i if saw they him. haven't seen him yeah are you a friend of paul allen's <laughs> he, you know a friend, a friend of, of paul, paul allen's <laughs> um <laughs> um so he's like um like relieved and also confused like he's basically off the hook with this one and he yeah he's like can't believe it 
And so like he cleans up his mess of all his other lies and is like, oh yeah, like the timeline now makes sense. Like Wait. it's all clicking. Um, and then he goes and talks to Christy again um, on the same street corner that she was on. And he, uh, she's like, she talks about how like she had to have surgeries or go to the hospital mm-hmm. after last time. So she doesn't want to work with him again. Um, and he like, basically like he writes her a check and then he like offers her like shows her a big wad of cash um and so she gets in his car and goes with him don't do it tragic (laughs) yeah and he's meeting someone named elizabeth uh is this the lady from the dry cleaners i i I don't know because i vaguely i feel like she had red hair and i i thought this girl was familiar yeah and i think he also said that he's paul's paul allen (laughs) so i think he's just like introducing himself to as as paul allen to her as well um which is weird but yeah and he like with with elizabeth he can't like order her around as like you know directly because she's not a sex worker and he's not paying her he's like supposed to be you know and she doesn't take being with a friend yeah and he's like trying to get her to have sex with christy and she's like no i'm not a lesbian she like thinks it's kind of like a joke which in itself is kind of interesting because like the way she's playing it it's like this is something that she's having to has had to deflect before i saw it as that Mm -hmm. like she's just like oh my god stop being like that like you know like i'm not in the mood for this kind of thing tonight and i just think that's very interesting how she's like she's like making a joke of it but like she's had to say no to these kinds of things before like she's been in this situation right yeah but she's very drunk and then it cuts to like they are actually kissing um and he's talking about whitney houston (laughs) god (laughs) like her her album whitney her debut album whitney houston had four number one singles he's such a fucking dork and she also starts laughing about the fact that he's like oh you listen to whitney houston you own multiple whitney houston albums so he does not like that yeah um so cut to they're having a threesome again and um christy like uh i guess patrick starts going down on elizabeth and so christy like takes the opportunity to try to leave Mm -hmm. while he's distracted but then she sees some blood on the bedspread and like the kind of moans turn into like screams yeah yeah and so she starts running she like doesn't even try to get her clothes and just like starts running and patrick chases her well he yeah. like comes up out from under the covers and his mouth is like bloody and there's yeah. blood on his face he's yeah and then he chases her with the chainsaw also oh like while they were having sex he was wearing tennis shoes yeah he's wearing like nothing except yeah the chainsaw covering his dick yeah and I, 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 I need you to know why i pause because the only euphemism i could think of that was like podcast friendly was dingling <laughs> say it <clears throat> um and squeaky clean white tennis shoes white sneakers like, and yeah. like socks and it's the big chunky ones like they had in the 80s it looks perfect what i want to know is was he wearing those when they were in bed yeah yeah 
Yeah, because okay. he's hit. That's why, it's, that's why it's called American Psycho. He was. Because like, there's a shot, like, like while they're, like, um, the sex while they're having sex um there's a shot where you can see all their legs and he is wearing the shoes so are we to believe he took his slacks off over <laughs> the shoes or did he take them off and put them back on like i just want to know how he got in that like i'm fine with the fact that he wants to keep them on like that's his choice but like how what method did he use but i'm crazy now <laughs> i was thinking that when we were watching it it's very distracting so he chases her down the hallway chase her down the hallway and then she runs down the stairs and he like stays at the top and drops the chainsaw he times it yeah Yeah, it's so fucked and then he like it hits her and she dies and he goes (laughs) (laughs) and then cuts to him having like dinner with evelyn and he's drawing on the table yeah in a cra- with a crayon a picture of the murder god it's so fucked and evelyn right. just does not either like care or even like bother to look down and see what not he's even, doing yeah and then he breaks up with her and she like thinks he's joking at first and she's like no they're like that's not happening yeah your friends are my friends and she's he's like if you can keep my friends um, and she's like, oh, you're serious? And she throws a fit. And yeah, and then he like yells at her. Um, and then he's like, he again says that he has to go return videotapes. Where are you leaves. going? I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I have to, to return, return some, some videotapes. videotapes. <laughs> uh, and then he walks out and then we get a shot of the Twin Towers. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> um, and then he like goes, I think he's like kills like a cat or something well, yeah he's, or, he's getting money out of an atm and he sees that the atm says feed me a stray cat <laughs> and the kitten that had like there's a kitten that walks up to him and he like picks up the cat is trying to put it in the atm and this woman comes up and she's like what are you doing stop right. that and he shoots the he woman shoots but her. there's a cop like right next to them right and then this is when he just goes on a rampage um so he kills some cops some kind yeah. of american psycho rampage uh he has a shootout with some cops um and then he runs and then like the security gu- guard says oh hello mr smith and thinks he's mr smith and then he shoots that guy um and then he goes like he kills a few other people i think and yeah. then he uh like goes back to his apartment and calls his lawyer mm-hmm. howard Carnes. Um, yeah yeah and and just confesses and says like ever like confesses to all of the murders that he's done and this is maybe the only time we see him express an emotion yeah, yeah. like he actually thinks like he's he believes like he can't cover it up he's about to be caught there's like no hope for him right um so he's like might as well get it over with and just you know tell his lawyer everything he's done right um and yeah and he's also very distressed um and like he seems like stressed out he's hiding but he also like talks about how like he like loves doing murders (laughs) um but yeah it cuts to oh he he also mentions he ate some of their brains and tried to cook some of them oh yeah (laughs) but it's oh god the vocal performance here is just so good (laughs) yeah there was i don't remember what word he says but in this whole speech there is one word where his thick ass british accent slipped and i was like oh but i i don't remember now scottish he's scottish 
Oh, or he's Welsh. No, he's Welsh. He's Welsh. That makes sense because that's a thick accent he's got. I have to look it up to be sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lock in with Welsh. I'm Welsh. That's all I know. Yeah, he's well. It says English. That's fucked, actually. Yeah, I think he's just like I think. Well, I think when you're Welsh, Welsh. he was born in Wales to English parents. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So the next he he goes back to the apartment. Um. Cause like he goes back to the apartment and it's all clean, yeah. And um, this like realtor is there and she's like, "Oh, are you my ten o'clock?" And he's like, "No." Um, I'm looking for Paul Allen. Yeah, and then she's Allen's very house. weird about it. Um, she like is like, "Oh, did you see the ad in the Times?" And it's like, "Yeah," and she's like, "No, there was no ad in the Times. Genius. You're lying." And he's like, uh, wasn't this Paul Allen's apartment? I'm looking for Paul Allen. She's like, get out of here. Yeah, she like tells him to get out. Um, and then he goes uh, goes back to, um, does he meet the detective again? And the guy's like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> There's, um, he has an alibi. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, his secretary calls him or something and then he like yells at her uh i don't know i don't remember exactly oh no he calls her and he's like i'm not gonna be able to make it into the office today and she tells him oh well the guys are all getting drinks at harry's and he's like just tell them no yeah um and she goes into his room and like finds his personal book Mm -hmm. with all he has like disturbing drawings in it yeah and then meanwhile he goes to uh he goes and meets his, his friends um at the bar and then he sees his lawyer um what is it Cruz Cruz or something like that Carnes Carnes yeah um and he goes and talks to the lawyer and the guy's like oh hey that was you were the one who left me that message that was hilarious um and thinks he's some guy named Davis and mm. tells him like, ah, oh, that's so funny. Patrick Bateman would never do that th- kind of thing. Yeah, like He's the you're one loser. Yeah, you, like you, your one mess up is that you said it was Patrick Bateman. Like he would never. Yeah, he's such a dork. Um, that's what a great joke. <laughs> and then he's like, no, dude, I am Patrick Bateman. I killed them. I liked it. I killed Paul Allen, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the dude's like that's not possible because i saw i had lunch with paul allen in london twice 10 days ago um so yeah even he is i don't know just like doesn't realize still confused about who paul allen is or just doesn't want to admit that he didn't have lunch with paul allen um so yeah nobody cares literally <laughs> nothing everything he's done like well okay so this this is where like the movie gets like obviously very confusing and a bit ambiguous for some people i mean like i see it like i mean you don't know what's real or like what he's imagined for like in some interpretations and like he's very confused as to like if people are just ignoring him or mm-hmm. if like it's all been in his head right like, he's not he doesn't understand like why why everyone's so chill yeah and then um uh there's like they're watching like on the news ronald reagan is doing a speech and the iran contra conflict 
Yeah, and then one of the guys is like, "Oh, he's like what an awful guy. He's like a he pretends to be a harmless old man, but inside." And then Patrick Bateman internal monologue says, mm-hmm. "Inside doesn't matter." It's really good. Um again, and like I like this movie cuz it's also anti-Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> kind and, of based. Um he does like a whole monologue about how um uh i don't know he just like i forget exactly what he talks about but he like confesses um, like he talks about just like the emptiness of like the life around him and how he's also empty but then also like the whole line about how my confession has meant nothing yeah yeah like nothing that like he'll see no punishment for his actions um like nothing that he's like he yeah basically like that he's done no wrong right and nobody cares mm-hmm. um, it's kind of we live in a society not gonna <laughs> lie yeah and that's the end of the movie um yeah so uh this movie slaps yeah i think it's just okay oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's so so it's not one of my favorite movies or anything no <laughs> surely not surely not should we go into segments? Sure. I'm down. What would you do? Uh, I wouldn't be in this movie. He's 27. Ah, I'm 27. So He's the same, same. same age as Harish. It is yeah. disturbing. Yeah. He also at one point like talks. He went to Harvard apparently when he's talking to the detective. And Harvard Business School. Yeah. <laughs> he, he mentions and he mentions that Paul Allen went to Yale <gasps> and kind of implies that like some like homophobic. He makes some homophobic. Oh, yeah. 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 Yale mm-hmm. boys or something like just it's a perfect movie that captures what. Like, yeah. Masculinity. Just like a, was like the weird competitiveness but also just like just a, he's like a complete like he is just a total dork and no one respects him nope yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. even though he like pretends he's like the best thing in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah it's I, great i don't think you'd see me in this scene so like no. i don't really have many worries on if i'd cross paths or anything like that yeah um so i'd maybe hang out with reese witherspoon um i'm too i'm way too weird to like be involved i wouldn't be accepted there was that one dinner scene where there were two like god yeah god i think it was like evelyn's sis like evelyn's sibling and their partner or something. Uh, okay yeah i think that might be right i'm not sure um yeah i was very confused by their presence (laughs) i can't remember if that's in the book or not though i think it might be like her brother and then her brother's girlfriend um maybe i'd be that and then they talk about like gentrification yeah like they're like this affects us you know right right um i think all of these people in real life would be insufferable however um sometimes and this is gonna be one of my recommendations but when i watch stuff like succession yeah i'm like i "I really want that like i could do that i could like i want that i was also gonna i was gonna recommend succession because it reminds me yeah but can't yeah can't be really insane way to live (laughs) i also wanted to i I mean we can get into this later but it also reminds me of succession because i mentioned that like he's just tom like tom mom scams is like just like that except for not a killer (laughs) but like so desperate to like 
fit in with like rich people because he wasn't rich and mm-hmm. so he's obsessed over the details of like how to be a cool rich person uh i love him he's also insane um what is our other segment acting award <laughs> utterly insane yes oh we have uh, like <laughs> i don't even like care about saying it because i like we know who we're giving it to yeah I think it's gonna um, be a Jared Padalecki. Padalecki. Um, yeah, there's three acting awards. You get a Jared Padalecki Award for Excellence. Uh, Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Jared Padalecki Acting Award for Excellence <laughs> in Acting for a good movie. Mediocre Award for a mediocre movie. Jensen Accolade for you tried your best in a shitty movie for a bad movie. Jared, and it's going to Christian Bale. He just yeah. knocks it out of the park here, like. A performance of a lifetime. It is like one of the best performances in any movie ever. Maybe. And he's so iconic. He does like a full range of emotions. Like mm-hmm. he's um, very dominant and aggressive at points. Very like evil at points, but also very pathetic mm-hmm. and very like hysterical. Um, uh yeah, he just like does all different kinds of like even the YouTube <laughs> film yeah. review guy voice. He does all of that like really well, and it all fits his character. And people it's great. don't listen to the lyrics, but they should. <laughs> it's it's so, and there's humor in it at some points. Like that part's like objectively really funny. Yeah, is that a raincoat? <laughs> yeah, yes. yes, it is. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, which is super fucked up. That he it's it's so good. It's great. Like, not only is it one of his... Like, he's a fantastic actor. Not only is, like, this one of his best performances, but if you think of, like, iconic performances in movie and TV, this one will always be at the top of the list for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's one of those ones that, like, I'm sure other people could have, like, definitely handled this role and Mm -hmm. done, like, a really, really good job. But, like, God, Christian Bale just, like, was the only real choice. Like, he just really brought it. My aunt really didn't like christian bale because of this movie yeah like he's unsettling the same thing i'm affected by it he like deeply affected by him as a person because of his role because he did such a good job playing the psychopath i think he's like a cool guy like i love like he seems like a fine guy and everything and like in in a lot of stuff like he is very very attractive but like i just he scares me (laughs) he is very intense yeah yeah he's like very famous for like losing and gaining a lot of weight yeah, oh yeah, he oh, gets yeah. he's real method. Like he gets yeah. into it. Yeah. He like apparently during this he wouldn't speak like offset. He wouldn't speak in not an American accent. So like after film wrapped and he was speaking normally, the people were like shocked. Yeah, wow. um, I was shocked when I found out he was British. Yeah, um, he's fantastic. He's like one of the best actors of our time. I will say his yeah. Batman voice as like Bruce Wayne is just the same voice he does as Patrick Bateman, in my opinion. Like they sound a lot there's, alike. There's, I mean, the way Patrick Bateman talks makes him a little different because Bruce Wayne obviously talks different. But like his American voice that he does is pretty. You're saying that Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne, um, is, uh, Patrick Bateman and Hal from House Moving Castle all sound alike. Yep. <laughs> Um, but he's great in this like phenomenal there's a scene in batman begins where uh like he's um he has to like get rid of he's having a party and he has to get rid of a bunch of people and so he like pretends to be an obnoxious like billionaire and he like pretends he's drunk and he's like oh all you freeloaders get out whatever and like you could cut out that scene and it would fit in this movie also because like he's just playing the same character just annoying rich guy yeah um 
Yeah, so that's our acting award um, villain ranking. Oh. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Gee, I wonder where Molly's putting this. <laughs> oh, is. I wonder. Um, he's my number one. <laughs> I fucking love... I, I love this movie. I love Patrick Bateman. I love Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman. Um, this might be my one to beat for the year. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was, like, thinking about... When I, we were talking about... Like, I always think kind of ahead for birthday episodes. Mm-hmm. This was on my short list for birthday movies. Oh, um, nice. It's, like, it's truly one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah, easy number one. Uh, yeah, also number one on mine. Uh, he's more interesting. He's, like, a very interesting character um, and a very interesting villain. He's number two on mine. Uh, the OG Frankenstein's still number one. I can't give that one up too easy. But, um, yeah, he's just, like, he's so fascinating. And, like, every time you watch him, you just, like, find something else that's scary about him. Like, he's he's just a character, like, a role of a lifetime. Yeah. Something else we didn't really talk about, um, the horror in this movie is really well done. Yeah. It's very psychological, but there are a lot of really good moments of, like, blood and gore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Harish mentioned there's stuff we don't see. Yeah. But the stuff we see after the fact, like, the chopped up heads and the bodies and, like, the blood-covered plastic, it's all really effective. Yeah. It's a scary movie. There's the one scene where she's running through, um, trying to escape him, and she, like, finds all of these random bodies that are gored. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's like a great twist on the final girl trope where the final girl discovers all the all bodies, the bodies like, yeah. in a slasher movie. Yeah. yeah. Or like Friday the 13th, they always run through like the woods in the cabin and they see every single person that um, Jason has killed. Right. It's like that, except in this movie that she's not the protagonist, so right. it doesn't end well for her either. It's a great reversal of that like body discovery final girl trope. Um, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And then another thing I don't think we talked about enough, um, the soundtrack of this movie like absolutely fucking goes. There's yeah. not a miss. Um, the American soundtrack, the he American runs. Psycho soundtrack, um, I'm going to turn into Patrick Bateman, but I'm going to talk about the American Psycho soundtrack <laughs> instead of Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> the highs and lows are, I don't know. Um, so what are we rating it out of? Oh God, all the nouns. I'm going to have to like pitch really hard for business. Business Yeah, I'm fine with business cards. That's like the highlight of this film. It's so good. So what are we rating it? 10 business cards. Um, bone with silly and rail um, (laughs) on my end. This is one of the best movies ever made. I love that we finally got to talk about it on the podcast. Cause like, not only is it like, horrific and engaging and there's like funny moments it's fun to watch with other people mm-hmm. but there, it also brings up a lot of like good interesting dynamic topics for conversation and i feel like we got to touch on a lot of really like cool stuff yeah it wasn't like a shit movie where you're like oh this movie's bad like there's it, it, it's it's so well done um a big and i'll talk about this more in the recommendations but um I really appreciate that it's, like, directed by a woman. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Oh, it yeah. serves the movie very well. Oh, yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, I, I think this movie... Like, I think everyone should watch this movie. Yeah. Um, I'll give it ten, a 10 as well. 10 business cards. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, like, 
it's very entertaining, but it's also like it works as like a satirical um movie. Um and yeah, I don't know. We've talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm gonna have to make an agreement. I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah <laughs> perfect movie. Um I just like I I like this movie so much and I think like I I've seen it a couple times. I don't watch it like super super frequently, but it's like every time I do, I'm just like, oh shit, this movie is like so good. It's just one of those ones where like you know it's good, but you forget like just how fucking good it is until you're watching it. Mm-hmm. And um like now I'm going to be like wanting to talk about this for like days because it's just going to be on my mind. Yeah. It's, just, it's just every aspect of it I'm going to be thinking about. It's just my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so recommendations. Um, I have some. I actually have an anti recommendation. I don't think you should read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, we've yeah, talked you've talked me bit. out of it. Um, it's not a good book. The best parts of the book are already in the movie, and I'm actually I'm I'm usually very anti people who are like, don't read the book, just watch the movie. That's it's not the same in this context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The Some movie just does it better. And I honestly, I truly think the reason behind that is because the movie's directed by a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes movies are just better than the book. Like, and it just fine. happens. It's rare, but it happens, which um, is why I'm a big supporter of watching the movie than reading the book. That's fair. <laughs> I, I love doing fair. that. Um, Succession, we already talked about. Oh, yeah. Tom's Wom Wom's Gams. <laughs> Goddamn. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Just like him for real. Um, a book I would like to recommend for this is My Year of Rest and Relaxation. Another book in set in like um, New York City where the protagonist is kind of not a good person and goes on monologues and you're seeing the entire like story through her eyes, but it's interesting. Um, Nightcrawler. Oh, that's good. Fight yeah. Club. Another one. With Jared Leto. Yep, if you want to see Jared Leto get a shit rocked again, watch Fight <laughs> Club. Um, and then Wolf of Wall Street. Classic. Oh, uh, ha- oh, sorry. I have a couple joke ones. Okay. Um, maybe not joke. Actually, no. I'll wreck. I'll I'll wreck this. Perfect Blue, which we've already covered. Oh yeah, I guess yeah. That's a good one, actually. I would th- I would sleep Perfect. Blue I think in we there. talked about American Psycho in the Perfect Blue episode. That tracks. And then Howl's Moving Castle. <laughs> if, if you're if you're stressed out from this movie and want to see Christian Bale do something nice, was it? That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says in the movie. It's like fine, <laughs> no big deal. It didn't like change, alter the course of human history for me or anything. Did you have some? Um. Uh, I was just—I was gonna say the Batman, the Christian Bale Batman. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because he plays kind of like a friendly billionaire. <laughs> um, he's a nice guy. Um, yeah. So he's like a rich guy who's the opposite of this. Not at all obsessed with brands or anything. Just mm-hmm. obsessed with <laughs> crime. <laughs> <laughs> also a true crime nerd. <laughs> <laughs> just oh like God. chris or uh, patrick bateman um, oh yeah because he's also a true crime nerd <laughs> yeah i love talking about serial killers <laughs> um 
Uh, maybe Dexter, I guess. I was also going to recommend Dexter. Yeah. I didn't really have any other ones. Dexter's really I, good. I, wanted, I brought Dexter up earlier. Um, like, I think it's interesting because um dexter i think there's some similarities here because like you you also see dexter struggling with like mimicking the way humans act and like like trying to figure out what the like socially acceptable thing is but dexter is like way better at it and like actually a cool dude and i also want i brought it up earlier i wanted to recommend barry which harish and i just started and we like cannot stop watching it for the first time yeah Yo, yeah. okay yeah we are in the middle of season two um i'm so happy there's a new season coming out next month next next month yeah oh my god uh, it's gonna be worse harish and i keep doing this where we like accidentally start like a really good show about a month before the next season so we don't even have to wait for it um but uh yeah barry is the s- same thing with dexter it's like they're like leading double lives but like and you're watching them try to like figure out how to keep that hidden and stuff but like they're it's just different i also wanted to recommend you the show (gasps) oh great um if there's something that can get you in the mind of like literally the most terrifying man you can ever imagine but like again very good looking person who like you be willing to like not be creeped out by because like you're like charmed by them um i think joel goldberg as a character is just fascinating he's also somebody that like i think Penn badgley is like a very very attractive man but like the second i think about him in the context of joel goldberg i'm like no i can't do it mm-hmm. and i'm actually reading the book right now and the book is written the same way like how you were describing american psycho mm-hmm. like it's all just joe's internal narration and then like if somebody speaks to him you hear what they're saying or if he's overhearing somebody else you hear what they're saying but like no other perspective you're just hearing his thoughts and he's just constantly talking it's called you because like he's doing the same narration in the show like Mm -hmm. he's saying you do this you do this and it is like the book is a little nastier than the the show is in terms of like the way he sexualizes her and stuff and it's like it's kind of upsetting at times like mm-hmm. it's it's but it's really really good it's written by a woman so like you know there's a, a better oh, bit nice. to it um and then oh uh silence of the lambs for some reason okay. i want i don't know i can't explain it i think it was like a like a classy serial killer type mm-hmm. thing i was thinking about like hannibal lecter because hannibal lecter is very polite too but he's he eats people a gentleman serial yeah killer. so like i it just made me it reminded me of silence of the lambs i think that's it Oh, I'd like to recommend the album Four by Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> and also the album Sports by Huey Lewis and the News. And also uh, the Whitney Houston album Whitney by Whitney Houston. And also um, Genesis and Phil Collins, See You in the Air Tonight. <laughs> and also A Brief Inquiry into Online Relationships by the 1975. Yeah. And I recommend watching a YouTube review film, guys nice <laughs> no specific ones just you know the ones except don't watch them talk about this movie <laughs> yeah. watch anyone except for one watch them talk about sallow no there was up. one time um there was like a uh tweet that went viral that was like a bunch of screenshots of like when you search sallow like review on youtube and it's just like all these like film review guys doing like shocked faces (laughs) in their thumbnails and stuff and i've seen a clip of one of them and it's just like unsettling the way they talk (laughs) i don't know but yeah uh you can follow me at not a credit card on everything 
You can get me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference on everything. You can get me at Midsummer Queen on Letterboxd. You can also find me at Twitter at Chainsaw Molly. That's not an American Psycho reference. That is a Chainsaw Man reference. Yeah. And I'd also like to recommend Chainsaw Man. Yeah, because there was a Chainsaw Man in this. There was! <laughs> Fuck, the one time I don't forget to do I forget to do it naturally. The one time it might be like actually applicable. I fucking dropped the ball. SMH. Fucked up. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, Tipsy Terror.com, Tipsy Terror.rip, Tipsy Terror.wtf, Tipsy Terror.pub. Dot pub. <laughs> and okay. that's it. Bye. 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 I'm going to be practicing my Patrick Bateman voice all week.